Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. Good afternoon and good night. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and today I'm talking about Deceased Number One, which is basically zombies in the DC universe. And talking about zombies, don't forget that you can pre order Then a Penguin Walked In and Other Tall Tales, my collection of four novellas. It's available for pre-order on ebook. It releases on December the 4th. You can pre-order it now for $2.99. And why, speaking of zombies, why, what does that have to do with this book? Well, let me tell you. One of the four stories in this collection is called Fanboys of Doom, and it's chock full of zombies. That's right. If you're a lover of zombies, and who's not, you're going to get some zombies in that book. But We're not here to talk about that book, even though I just did, so I don't even know why I said that. We're here to talk about Deceased Number 1. Again, this is from DC Comics. This is a new book, a newer book, I should say. I think Issue 5 just came out or is just coming out, but I read Issue Number 1. This was written by Tom Taylor. I went to high school with a guy named Tom Taylor. This is not him, but I find it weird whenever I see this guy's name writing comics. Now, the title of the book is very clever. It's Deceased, but it's spelled D-C, both caps, E-A-S-E-D. Deceased. Deceased. Get it? Get it? Now, if you want to go ahead and just dismiss this book as DC's version 
of Marvel Zombies. Let me put a stop to that right now. Having only read issue number one, this is not DC's version of Marvel Zombies, okay? Yes, it's DC's zombie book. Marvel had a zombie book. Now DC's got a zombie book. It, we're, we're talking like a decade apart here or more. I mean, I would like to think that if DC was going to jump all over the popularity that was Marvel Zombies, they wouldn't have waited more than a decade. Instead, they just said, nah, we're not going to do that. If, if we ever do a zombie book, we'll wait until we have a really good story. We're not going to do it just because Marvel did it and they did it really well and it was really popular. We'll wait. If we do it, we'll wait. If, if a good story comes our way, we'll go ahead and make that, make that comic. And that's what they did because so far, this is a really good story. Basically, what you have happening here is uh, you have Darkseid messing around with that anti-life equation. Oh, Darkseid and his anti-life equation. I've never quite understood that to a certain extent. What, what his obsession is with this equation that ends life, if that's even what it is. They, they kind of they talk about it in the beginning of this book, and I guess it's all about him having control over everyone's lives with the anti-life equation, and therefore he can use that to rule the universe. That I guess I do kind of get. It's like, hey, I have this thing. It's like, think, think about Thanos in Avengers, okay, in the Avengers movies. He's got the Infinity Gauntlet, his goal was to eliminate 50% of life across the universe. What if instead he said, hey, I've got this uh, infinity gauntlet. I could snap my fingers and kill everyone like that. So uh, unless you want me to do that, you're, you're going to do my bidding. You're going to be my slaves, and I am going to be your lord and master. I guess that's what Darkseid, I guess that's his idea with the anti-life equation because he's always after it. And it turns out that while Darkseid has half of the anti-life equation, the other half is in Cyborg. Now, the whole, the whole idea of this equation and part of it being in Darkseid, part of it being in, in, in a Cyborg, it just, it's not a concept that I can grasp easily. My mind is just like, okay, so I guess it's an equation. So I'm thinking of a, of a chalkboard with a giant math problem on it, and you're going to get this out of Cyborg. Uh, uh, whatever, dude, just, just get on with the book. And Desaad is there, and something happens to where they can't quite get it, or, or they're afraid, Desaad's afraid that if they get a hold of the anti-life equation, they won't have control over it. They won't, they won't be able to get it, I guess, from Cyborg without killing him. So they have to somehow control death and have everything happen on their terms. And so Darkseid summons death, which is in the form of the Black Racer. And he, uh, they basically stick this giant hypodermic needle into the Black Racer and pump whatever it is out of him into Cyborg. And it just lets loose this virus that immediately gets into, uh, goes from Cyborg into Darkseid, puts the anti-life equation that's been tweaked into Darkseid, he tries to get it out. He claws his face up. Dasad, who apparently cannot be uh, taken over by viruses, he's not susceptible to viruses, apparently. He opens up a boom tube and gets Cyborg out of there, but it's too late. Darkseid is now 
a rage zombie and he starts destroy he destroys apocalypse cyborg pops up in metropolis or somewhere on earth and right away so he's got this anti-life equation in him and he as soon as he pops up on earth his systems connect with the internet and he tries to put a stop to that because the anti-life equation wants to get out there on the internet once it's out on the internet everybody's going to get it through their devices So he tries to throw up a firewall. It doesn't work. The virus gets out there. There's all these people that suddenly see Cyborg pop out of, you know, this boom tube. So what do they do? They pull out their phones and they start taking pictures and video. The uh, anti-life equation, this virus gets into their phones through the Internet, starts affecting all these people. And they're suddenly infected and they all turn into rage zombies Cyborg, he's patient zero, but at least at this point, he's not a rage zombie. He knows what's going on. Well, then you have Superman. He's talking to uh, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, and he knows that Darkseid has taken Cyborg. So he wants help to go get Cyborg, and Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, they agree to go help because they know they know their way around Apocalypse. But then Superman's like, wait, do you hear that? And they say, hear what? And he says, screaming. And he flies out the window and he says, the whole world is screaming. And right away, he figures out what's going on because he's Superman and he's super smart and he's got his super brain and everything. And he realizes that these rage zombies were infected through the internet, through their devices, and his mind immediately goes to his wife and his son. Now, let me stop for a second here. Let me pause because this is... I'm not reading any new books from DC at this point. This is the newest book from DC I've read. I am aware that they have a son named Jonathan. Other than that, I don't know anything else. That's it. That's all I know. Apparently, he is Superboy or possibly a Superboy. I feel like there. I've read about a, a comic book called Super Sons, which is about Damian Wayne, which is Batman's kid. And then Jonathan Kent, which is Superman's kid. But yet Connor Kent is still around. So there's still that version of Superboy. So I try not to think about it too much because otherwise I'll get kind of confused. I'm sure for y'all who are reading all this stuff all the time, it's like, duh, it's not that big of a deal, man. It's here's this dude and here's this dude. They're two different people. They're just whatever. Just settle down. So Superman flies home where Lois is looking for her phone. She can hear her phone, her phone, she can hear her phone vibrating, but she can't find it. Well, Damien is there hanging out with Jonathan and they're sitting in front of the TV playing video games. And it's kind of funny because Jonathan says, Damien, find my mom's phone. Where's it at? Damien says, how am I supposed to know where your mom's phone is? And Jonathan says, well, you're like a super detective, right? Your dad is Batman. Shouldn't you be able to use your detecting skills? And Damien says, well, you have x-ray vision. And Jonathan's like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good point. And he finds Lois's phone. He picks it up. And immediately, heat beams come in and blow the phone up. And there's Superman. And he's like, close your eyes, everyone. Close your eyes. And he blows up the TV. He says, no screens. And so he explains to them what's going on. Damien is understandably worried about his father. Well, we see Batman in the Batcave. He is sitting in front of about 20 screens, as he does. 
But he's already figured out what's going on. He already knows there's a problem because he's freaking Batman. And he has shut off. He shut the, the manor off, or at least the bat cave off. He shut the bat cave off from the outside, the internet from the outside. It's all internal now at this point. And he can see what's going on. And he's asking the computer, you know, what are the figures? What's going on? How many infected? And the computer's telling him that 600 million uh, projected to take over the world within the next hour or something like that. 600 million people effect- infected at this point. And then he, he, he somehow realizes, I th- he asks the computer, I can't remember how it comes up, that the internet in the mansion itself is still open to the outside world. And he sets off an EMP immediately. Once he realizes this, he's like, oh, crap. He sets off this EMP, shuts all the electricity off in the mansion, and then he goes up to see if everybody is okay because um, both Dick Grayson and um, Tim Drake, Nightwing, and, and who at one point was Robin. I don't know if he's a Robin anymore because Damian Wayne is Robin. I feel like he's now called Red Robin. I, again, I don't know. I'm not reading all this. Um, and, of course, Alfred's up there as well. So he goes up to find out if everybody's okay. Alfred is okay, but Nightwing and Red Robin, which I can't say without thinking of hamburgers. So I'll just say uh, Tim and Dick, they are both infected. They attack Batman. One of them is about to attack Alfred, but Batman distracts him, and they both attack Batman, and they're biting him, and blood is flowing, and he's he's screaming at Alfred, run, run! And uh, blood is, is coming out of Batman's mouth, and if you, as you're reading the book, when somebody becomes infected, blood starts coming out of their mouth. And so we're assuming, and that's, that's how the issue ends. So we're assuming at this point that Batman has been infected, which if that's the case, we're really sad for Damien because Damien's really worried about Batman. And another, because there's some funny moments. This is, this is not a, a comedy book, but it's not a straight up horror book at the same time. Uh, Tom Taylor does a really good job of blending in the serious with the funny. And I've always appreciated that about a writer. The only other thing I've ever re- read by Tom Taylor is the first Injustice Gods Among Us series. And that was a book that I had um, I had avoided for a long time. A buddy of mine, Arthur, kept telling me to read it. And finally I read it and just I really, really enjoyed it. But I think a lot of that was because of Tom Taylor. But there's this funny moment when Damien's worried about Batman and Jonathan tells him, yeah, but if if my dad's right, then this virus is coming through the internet, mainly through a lot of these social networks. And Batman's not really all that, you know, and Damien's like, yeah, he's not really that social. And Superman says, you know, I know Batman. He's going to see this coming. He's going to protect himself. Your dad's going to be fine. But we don't know at this point if he's going to be fine. I would like to assume that if anybody is going to get out of this, it's going to be Batman. But at the same time, if he did get infected, I love that. I don't know why, but I just love that other than Cyborg, who we don't know yet if he's a zombie. We know he's infected. We know he's patient zero, but he seems to have faculties of his, you know, he seems to be in, uh, he seems to be in, uh, wow, I can't think all of a sudden. I have turned into a zombie. He seems to be able to think and reason Whereas everyone else who is infected, they are rage zombies. 
And if one of the first heroes to fall is Batman, the smartest among them, the guy who has a contingency plan for everything, I just find that massively appealing. I don't know why. I just, I just like that. First of all, it raises the stakes quite a bit. If Batman can get infected, anybody can. That's, that's the way I look at it. However, I have a feeling that by issue two, we're going to find out that he's not infected. I don't know. I haven't read issue two yet. Now, again, people might try to compare this to Marvel Zombies. I don't know. I didn't try to compare it to Marvel Zombies, but I can tell you that the zombies and Marvel Zombies um, are all aware. They know what they're doing. They're still, they're not the same people. So Peter Parker turns into a zombie. He doesn't want to go out and save people. He wants to go out and eat brains, but he's still intelligent. They, they, they form plans. They, they, they're intelligent zombies. They're not brainless, shambling zombies. Whereas in Deceased, they are rage zombies. And I think I read somewhere, because really at this point, we haven't seen any, any of the heroes, any of the superpowered heroes or villains become zombies yet. But I feel like I read somewhere that if you're a superpowered person, hero or villain, and you become a rage zombie, you still have your powers. So that might be kind of fun. That's kind of reminiscent of a, uh, of a novel I read, and I cannot remember what the novel was called. That's really going to drive me crazy. I may actually pause here for a second and go look for it. All right, I'm back. It was called X Heroes by Peter Kleins, and it was, it was a book about a world in which superheroes existed. There was a, a, a big team like the Avengers or the Justice League and uh, a zombie virus strikes and some of these heroes and villains are zombies and it's, it's, it was really, really good. So uh, that's something I would urge you to go check out if you're at all interested in superheroes and zombies and then mashing those together. That's a, that would be a good book to read. Maybe I should reread it and talk about it more extensively on the show. I've actually, I've got a number of zombie books that I have read that I would like to go back and reread. That's one of them. The Morningstar Saga by Z.A. Recht is another one. That's, that was a great series of books about zombies. That was, that was there was no uh, gimmick there. It was just a straight up zombie book. But then there was um, Night of the Living Trekkies, Something like that. It was about a zombie outbreak during a Star Trek convention, which was which ended up really being really, really good. I'm not a big Star Trek guy, but I really enjoyed the book. Anyway, Deceased Number One, Rage Zombies in the DC Universe, Tom Taylor. Uh, very well written, very nice art. I, I didn't get a chance to write down who the artist was. There were th- uh, two or three in this first issue. But then I think it goes to just one for the rest of it so far. But again, if you're into zombies, if you're into comics, and you're you're into zombies and superheroes and comics, well, here it is. Boom. Superheroes, zombies in a comic book. And it's in the DC universe. So I gave it a try because issue number one became free. Like they, they on Comixology, they did this free Halloween edition which is just, it's just issue number one. There's nothing, there's nothing that the regular issue number one had in it that this one didn't. So if you got Comixology, whether you're an unlimited subscriber or not, that issue is free. Go out and get it and read it. And uh, I liked it enough that I bought two, three 
and four, uh, which were all on sale, and then I've pre-ordered five, um, which as of the time I'm recording this has not come out, but by the time you're listening to it, I believe it, it should be out by that point. Anyway, that's about it. I'm going to wrap it up. My name's Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Please, can we do that? Let's just be nice to each other. Let's just just try that for, for a day. Try it for half of a day. Spend an hour just being nice to people. I know that sometimes it's hard because, in general, it seems like people are not nice back. But I have found that the nicer I am to folks, they eventually become nicer to me. Doesn't always work out that way, but I treat people the way I want to be treated. Anyway, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop all that. Just stop. I'm going to stop the preaching. I'm going to stop the teaching. I'm going to stop the leeching. And I'm going to finish the episode. And I'm just going to cut it off right here. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at stephenorelse. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.